Welcome to Our Missouri, a podcast about the people, places, culture, and history of the 114 counties and independent city of St. Louis that comprise the great state of Missouri. Each episode focuses on a topic related to the state, ranging from publications about Missouri's history to current projects undertaken by organizations to preserve and promote local institutions. The Our Missouri podcast is recorded at the Center for Missouri Studies in Columbia and is generously provided to you by the State Historical Society of Missouri. And now, here's your host, Sean Rost. Good morning, good afternoon, and good evening, or whatever hour you're tuning in to listen to the Our Missouri podcast. My name is Sean Rost, and we guide us to explore the memories, moments, and misfortunes from our Missouri. To conclude Season 5 and the series African American Heritage in the Ozarks, we're joined by Christine Peoples, Timmins Hall Education Coordinator for the Springfield Green County Park Board, who will highlight upcoming programming at Timmins Hall, as well as the legacy and memories of the History Keepers. Welcome to our Missouri, Christine. I'm excited to be here. Excellent. Uh, so to begin with, let's start with Timmins Hall. Tell me a little bit about that history of Timmins Hall, the Timmins Temple, and, and what it is today. What is that space today? Well, Timmins Hall used to be called Timmins Temple. It's an African-American church um, and the, denom- the denomination uh, Church of God in Christ. So that sanctuary was like 600 feet from Silver Springs Park, and it was moved. It was preserved by the community. It actually um, had been in operation like up to 80 years uh, before the congregation outgrew it, and uh, it was slated for demolition, and the community came together to save it, and it has a beautiful rock structure on the outside of it. It was built in 1932, uh, really a stable church in the community. Um, Reverend Timmons was the minister there for over 40 years. So it has a lot of significance, and uh, folks in the community know it very well. So uh, it was very well uh, received once it was moved, and they saw, you know, everything that was happening with it. Because you know, it's kind of a touch and go situation um, when it comes to an African American church, because that's community within itself. And so when the park board did take it over, it had to be completed, you know with certification, all of the things passed that needed to happen. And so it actually was moved in 2015. It sat there until 2019, till everything was done. And then we had the grand opening. Um, And people are elated. We have the original floors to it now, and they were underneath carpet. And it was just really a labor of love for the community to come together. Um, There was, it was started off with Save Timmons and it became Friends of Timmons. like 90% of that was funds raised for the community to save it and move it. And and here we are today. It is, it's used as a facility, uh, an event facility. And as well, it's uh, educational opportunities, historical and cultural opportunities. So I'm actually able to um, do interviews and things to bring the history, not only of that space, it's really, any of the formerly segregated spaces. We're seeing uh, place-based education in a different way through the history. And people really don't think about that, but if if one space is segregated, then especially if it's one in the whole entire um, city of Springfield, you're gonna have black folks coming from, you know, around the region, around the state, and 
They're networking. They're they're telling you where you can get jobs and where your family would be safe. Of course, during that time of, you know, segregation, no public accommodations, you know, unjust laws in place. So there's really a beautiful history behind sacred spaces like that. And so it's really become, to me, it's a mantra, because the space is small. Like, you know, like to liken it to a one classroom, you know, uh, setting one room classroom, but all of the powerful things that's happened out of that space, we talk about that, bringing that history back into place. And uh, it's just been phenomenal. Talk a little bit about your role, not only with Timmins Hall, but with the Springfield Green County Park Board. Well, I am the education coordinator for um, Timmins Hall underneath special facilities of the, Green, of the Springfield Green County Park Board. Um, Education is really huge to me and culturally uh, enlightening folks that um, there's more than one history. There are histories. So a lot of times you get like just one narrative and to be able to be in the room, uh, whether we're having a board meeting um, through the park system and I'm, I'm speaking uh, or just one-on-one -on -one peers or asked to speak in uh, one of the other areas of the park system you know, it's an enlightenment. Um, and then too, it's almost like, you know, people really wanna know and wanna say the right things. So it's been really beautiful to see um, the park system, of course, already I have to, you know, give um, honor where it's due. It has a history uh, because of our fearless leader, you know, Bob Belote, he, it's family, it's, you know, it's understanding it. So all of those things are set in place already to receive something that I would bring to the table. Um, and so with that being said, that's the reason why I'm really, um, I'm fortunate to have this position to bring to light things of historic value and uh, family and community uh, of the African-American, um, uh, African-American families and community is what I'm trying to say. Bring it to light of just the different dynamics of the movement of people coming forth, you know, into Springfield, leaving Springfield, you know, trying to, trying to make better lives for themselves and the significance of the sanctuary, a church. So we have the ability to bring tourism into this space. We have the ability uh, to educate with SPS uh, school programming, which we've been doing. And so it really lends itself to a whole lot more than you would, you know, you would recognize. And because of the park board, I'm able to explore that, talk through that, and work with uh, doing things in an extraordinary way uh, to bring light to um, just bringing back that beloved community, because that's my goal, is to bring back that beloved community. But we all had to be in partnership, and everybody was um, in sync at the table on, hey, let's see what we can make happen. But those three things, you know, culturally and historically, and then education, they had to be at the forefront. So really, um, this is something that space is new for the park system. Uh, and we've just been exploring together and the, the, park, uh, the park board and those surrounding any efforts towards the park has just been really excited about the journey. So I'm fortunate. Now in my time 
visiting Springfield. I've, I've been to Timmins Hall a couple of times, and each one of those times has been very special because I got to meet and talk with the History Keepers. Yay. So talk a little bit about, <laughs> about the History Keeper program, where that originates from, and really your memories and, and your thoughts about how that program has evolved over time. Yeah, well, the History Keepers, that was something that I had coined long before uh, I joined uh, the park the park system, but ultimately it has just grown in leaps and bounds because more folks are coming to the plate to share their histories. So I'll take it back to the beginning. From a historical point and church background, because I'm also an outreach minister, um, I was always taught you know, to value the, the elders and what they had to say and the wisdom and so that stuck with me because of my great-grandmother. We did family reunions every two years. And I just got to sit at her feet growing up and the whole church experience, family experience, cooking, you know, doing all of these things that you're like, there's nothing in the cabinets. How is she cooking all of this, you know? Learning the science of the elders and the wisdom. And so I just really, began to love being with older people. And then from that, you know, um, it just started to evolve on me really being zeroed in on the history and the stories. I love to hear them tell the stories. And they were there, you know, primary, you know, sources. So that's where the heart of bringing in history keepers, especially when I got to Timmins, the programming that um, I do around the History Keepers is number one, um, I have a great relationship with their families. That's one of the key things because some of them are, um, they're aging like from, it's from like 80 to 97 years old. And um, Miss Alma, of course, she gets around just perfectly fine. She's getting ready to turn 97. And uh, she's just my ride and die, right? She, uh, she's down for whatever. She knows. She has a historical uh, perspective on things. And she remembers everything. And so she went to the first Lincoln school that was built from the first to the 12th grade. So I rely on the history keepers uh, to keep things uh, accurate and then also for them to be honored. I like as long as I can have them. I want them to be honored, and when we do interviews, and this is how we met, you and I, uh, Sean, and it's been an amazing experience because you get to you know, hear and see what I get to hang with every day. Um, and so they really engage because to them, they, they, count, they, they really want to just be a part. They, they count it a blessing, but I want to make sure they're honored and they get some type of a stipend, and so that's where... Um, the grants and things come in that just help them. And then too, with their families having to get them ready, some of them, you know, get them ready and change their schedules around. And I appreciate that, but I wanna make sure that they know we're taking care of them. So with the program itself, we've been able to get interviews and then we're working on um, educational pieces to go beyond, like through living history. Um, we're working on that actually coming up like Juneteenth um, I'm on the um, citywide committee for Juneteenth and um, the education person there. And it's going to be 
16th, 17th, and 18th that we'll be at, um, let's see, the first event through this citywide effort will be at the Art Museum. And the Art Museum is going to feature um, the Millie Project. That's going to be at 6 p.m. But before that, Timmins Hall is going to do um, I Too Am America, Living History from that. And so that's going to be um, before the precursor to them. But the Living History is working, working with collaborations of churches that um, will bring back the the idea with the I2 M America is that we were there and right side by side contributing, you know, to the welfare of America. And so um, I won't, you know, give out any of the details, but the idea is that a lot of that history we've gotten from our history keepers, and so we are making it available through the arts like that. So the history keepers is everything. It is the core of what we do at Timmins. We, we couldn't do it on the level of excellence if we didn't have those stories. And you know, thanks to the collaboration that we have with you, we've got those recorded and we can pull from those and work with those. Uh, because you know, once you get the information, you're like, okay, so how are we going to, you know, show this and pass it on so it would be uh, within the community's reach. So we're working on ways to put that out. Uh, living history is one, uh, you know, through the theater. And um, I'm excited because of the exhibit seen here that I'm thinking I see how it can go up in ways that will be more beneficial as far as, you know, having it to be traveling or just exhibit. Because our space at Timmins Hall is small. So, you know, we have the portrait hangings. So we'll be able to you know, bring stuff in and out. And I like that because it keeps the structure of the building and then it makes it valuable. So with our History Keepers program, I mean, it is, you can't get more valuable than that. I'm humbled by it. I, I, I can't say it any other way. I have been able to enjoy these women and men uh, in a way that I just, you get kind of speechless and kind of teary-eyed about it because it's epic. I mean, that's, that's, all, that's the only thing I can say, but I know that that is our core. That is our core. You talked a little bit about Juneteenth there and the preparations for that, certainly. Take us through the rest of 2023 and beyond. What are some upcoming events that people who are traveling through Springfield or visiting Springfield or even living in Springfield might be interested in attending going forward? The citywide experience uh, for Juneteenth, it's from June 16th through June 18th, and um, it'll start at the Art Museum, and um, it'll be from 5 to 5.45 for the Living History ITM America, and then 6 p.m. for the Millie Project. And then on Saturday, it'll be at the Expo Center, and it'll be June 17th from 11 to 5 p.m. So it'll be a festival uh, type of experience, and Living History uh, will be there as well. On Sunday, June 18th, at the Riff, Nappy Roots will be performing. And so this is, this is pretty awesome. And then in between and starting um, 
on the 3rd of June all the way weaving through, we'll have some other opportunities um, working on a history passport. So that'll be able to be picked up um, at the, any of the Greene County uh, libraries uh, starting on the 3rd. Knock on wood if I can get it out that fast, but yes. <laughs> and so, uh, and then also uh, you can pick it up at Barnes and Nobles uh, on Glenstone. I'm very excited about this because we, um, we're collaborating on a lot of different fronts within our community and certainly with Timmins Hall, we're not reinventing the wheel. And so um, we're taking um, full advantage of the collaborations because we want to make sure that people that want to be involved can be involved and it doesn't matter on whatever level they feel comfortable with. Um, we've got, you know, some main um, things that we love to cover. Um, the volunteerism is a huge thing, but it is not a, a demanding thing that we have, like you have to be here, be there. We, we do it four times a year and that's on events, like with the Juneteenth event. We ask for volunteers so that they can help prep and help be available, you know, with anything that we might need for that event. And I think that it's a lot better that way because then you don't have to, you know, be pressed on every front, but just those four events. And then we have our History Keepers program like we had talked about, and then the church collaborations. We collaborate with uh, church sites for programming to bridge the gap um, of summer learning. And so with that, that's simply, we want to be able to collaborate with the churches to extend the programming that we do, because again, our space is small. And so uh, we're working with other churches that are, that are formerly, you know, formerly segregated um, sites. So everything is done outside and we're really developing i love the idea of you know archival research and artifacts and all of that so we're always playing with dirt <laughs> it's always about dirt and rocks and because of you know ozarks it's all about the rocks right you can't build anything without bumping into some rocks <laughs> so um i take advantage of that and do that through programming utilizing the rocks because you know timmins the outside of Timmins has a beautiful rock structure and you can see the sunburst and how they just articulately put it together so beautifully using rocks, right? So that says a lot because uh, that's a power of place. And so that's our, our whole idea is to research, rethink and reimagine the power of people in place. And so that's the framework that we do our programming, any type of programming that we do. We want to emphasize the power of people in place. So with the rock, you're thinking it's a hard structure, right? So to become like a rock, like that power of place. And that's what we teach the children and uh, we teach uh, adults, anyone that comes through there, you'll be playing with rocks and dirt. I just want you to know, but but you will be playing. If you come to Timmins Hall, we have programming there. Actually have the dirt going down 400 feet, so you'll get some legacy dirt. And I'm excited about that because you know what? You would, you would be like amazed. Folks leaving out when they have programming with us and they have in their hand a bag of rocks and dirt, and you would think they have gold, but it's because 
of the history behind that bag. And if it hadn't been for the History Keepers, which is our foundation, and we're in a historic site where Timmins is historic, but we are sitting right in Silver Springs Park, which is it's the only park that was designated for African Americans in the whole city of Springfield. So it makes what we do and talk about there from our History Keepers being in that park in the um, the surrounding community that was all African-American community. Some white families were there. Uh, but if you could imagine around that park, that was a whole community. There used to be a road that went through there. Um, there was the grocery store on the corner. There was uh, all kinds of activities that would just make that community be just amazing. So you had folks coming, you know, in there. The idea of it just staying stagnant would never cross your mind, you know, being back in that time and listening to our history keepers on how things were moving and operating. So to have dirt coming from that sacred park down 400 feet, that's a big deal. So very, I'm just very proud of it. It's, it's again, it's the process and the journey, uh, and we're learning uh, more how to uh, show the history in ways that people can come in and have an exhibit and take it in and trips like this to Columbia I am looking forward to more collaboration with uh, the historical society I am um, I know that just the atmosphere of being able to touch something that's larger than you I'm excited about it and just by the way I want to put this out there, uh, the exhibit that you have. Tell me, what's the name of it again? I'm sorry. Uh, African American Heritage in the Ozarks. Yes, it was. It was stellar yesterday. I was a part of that. That lucky, I would say lucky, uh, group that was here, and uh, the exhibit is extraordinary. And I'm I'm proud to say we had a little bit to do with that, but uh, yeah. Well, I appreciate it very much. Thank you, Christine, for joining me today. Thank you for having me. I'm excited. You're amazing. Sean, you are amazing. <laughs> Thank you. Thank you. Thank you for listening to the Our Missouri podcast. If you would like to learn more about the podcast, including past and future episodes, information about guests, and upcoming events, please visit our website at shsmo.org forward slash our dash Missouri.